Welcome to Let's Shape the Future, sponsored by Beamery. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if you're new here, please remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share with anyone else you think would also enjoy. Now, let's crack on with the episode. BMW, esports, and the wingsuit may not be words which you think would coexist, but on today's episode of Let's Shape the Future, we will learn how they all actually fit very well together. I'm really excited to be joined by Stefan Panikva, VP of Brand Experience and Communication at BMW. Stefan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to chat with me today. Um, now, St- Stefan, you're fairly prominent in the media given your role, but you don't have a LinkedIn account, which made my research a little bit more difficult. So it'd be amazing to start with your professional journey up to the role you're in now. Where did your career begin and what has the progression looked like over time? <laughs> okay, I definitely need to shortcut this, uh, Ben. Um, I... I... I kicked off as an intern with an internship at BMW for six months um, in 2005. And I said to myself, okay, wonderful BMW, but I need to get rid of the city and Munich because I'm, I'm coming from Vienna. It's my birth city. Mm-hmm. This is really a multicultural melting pot. Um, and, and Munich is, uh, is in, a very, yeah, in a very safe uh, environment. And, uh, and the diversity is not, not, not the key word uh, in, in Munich. But... Um, um, I got to know many, many people within this internship. And after six months, I got an internal job offer for a real offer. And um, I said, okay, let's do it for, an, for a couple of years. And now 16 years later, 2021, December, I'm still here. And I'm super happy. I'm super happy. And I, I come along with the city, but my heart is still in Vienna. Uh, uh, let's see. If I can move the headquarters of, of BMW to, to Vienna, <laughs> then you know why. <laughs> Just that, that that might be a tough business case to put together. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so that's the, the professional side of, of Stefan. Now I have a little section that I like to call what has shaped the guest. So we're talking about what has shaped the future, but I like to do a, a set of quick fire questions just so the audience can get to know the person behind the job title. Is that okay with you? Fine. Lovely. So first of all, so we're talking about BMW and, and vehicles. So what is your dream vehicle that could be past, present, or future? Ooh. I go for the future. Okay. I'm always going for the future. Um, there's a vision car in our legacy. It's the M, it's the BMW M Vision Next. Mm-hmm. And this is my my hottest ride I ever want to do in the future. And it's the future will, will showcase what, what's happening with this car. Until now, it's a vision. Mm-hmm. But we are famous for surprises. We are famous for dream cars. And let's see what the f- future brings. But if I have to say one car, then it's this vision car. We unveiled it as a vision, as a one-off in 2019 at our next gen, at our own experiential platform. And yeah, that's my dream, dream car. Nice. Nice. That sounds good. And so it's been the end of a long week. You sit down, relax with a drink and watch some TV. What drink is in your hand and what TV show are you watching? Okay, the drink is easy. It's Red Bull. Nice. Um, and I need to ask you now, sorry, Ben, do you know where Red Bull is coming from? Swiss, I want to say Salzburg. Is that right? Switzerland? I want to say, yeah. Salzburg? Nearby Salzburg. Austria, that's important. Austria, Austria, yeah. yeah. Austria, not Switzerland, uh, and it's our yeah, it's our national pride from Austria. It's a worldwide well-known brand, and also from a marketing point of view, a big, big uh, um, uh, love brand. Why I'm also watching the colleagues, 
And yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely my drink, not just in the hot phase within the job, also in my relaxed phase, let's mm. say it like this. So Friday evening with the Red Bull and movie. Yeah, there is a, there is a, let's say a surreal world and the real world. The surreal world is that I would love to see some movies like Dune now from the cinema. Uh, but the real world is Friday night. It's already a, a certain um, ritual with my kids. Um, we, uh, we are always watching Friday night with a put pizza movie night, we call it. Nice. So Papa is ordering pizzas. And then we have a, a nice, yeah, um, what Disney is offering, uh, <laughs> a nice animation movie. Nice. And I'm guessing you enjoyed the Formula One at the weekend then. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. definitely. This, this, was, this was epic mm. and iconic at the same time. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a big Max Verstappen fan, so um, yeah. I, I, was, I was very happy. Um, and then finally, who do you look up to as an innovator or a change maker? Um, I'm referring many, many times to certain brands. Mm-hmm. And, and there's the portfolio is, of course, uh, a wide one. I would say from a media and content asset production, uh, Red Bull is a benchmark. Talking about media house, talking about distribution, it's really the top of the pop. Mm-hmm. When it comes to um, storytelling and being an innovator, uh, for example, with sustainability, where a lot of people were not even able to spell sustainability, Stella McCartney and her and her fashion brands towards sustainability and circularity is definitely something where I was always looking at, and I'm um, really have a big respect on her how she was pushing this brand, and and uh, with with a clear USP of sustainability, sustainability where now everybody's talking about, but she's already ten years in the market with this clear USP. So two two bookends now from my side, but there are far more. Uh, when it comes from a from a from a um, storytelling, uh, how you are entering um, a new world of gaming and esports, what Fortnite has been doing and still doing, for example, kicking off with Travis Scott uh, in, a, mm-hmm. in, a, in a virtual live concert, this is mind blowing. Yeah, and of course, what is now Balenciaga is doing in her own world of uh, metaverse um, and really pushing. The, the borders and boundaries of uh, real world and virtual world and buying virtual goods, Balenciaga is currently state of the art. Mm. Yeah, I remember also um, talking of the the concert stuff. Justin Bieber did a, a concert in the metaverse the the other day, and I was like, this, this is just like mind blowing stuff. But I think it's, it's a theme of this whole episode. You mentioned Stella McCartney there in terms of being that first person to take the leap and drive that change. And then people will look back and go, this is the person that is that change maker and is that inspiration. Um, so, so moving on slightly to the world of vehicles and the future of vehicles. So if I asked you simply, what does the future of vehicles look like? What would be the first things that come to your mind? Three things. Three with the same level of importance. Firstly, clear way of there is no discussion the future is about fully electric the electrification of our industry is key i'm just mentioning with emphasis on the industry it's not a question of bmw it's the question to save our planet to have a clear clear master plan for the entire industry 
And I also, we, we, we can say it here officially, thanks to Elon Musk, mm -hmm. thanks to Tesla, we are accelerating, all of us. Uh, secondly, it's all about digitalization. We are using every day our mobile devices mm -hmm. and it's our, if you like it or not, it's, we, ha we, have, a, we have a huge wedding uh, uh, with, with these pieces. And therefore, the entire journey of um, the digital journey and also the, the way of how we are consuming and behaving is, is extremely changing. Therefore, the car is becoming an IoT device. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, and I like to say it in this way because if we do not manage as BMW to be part of your digital life in a day-to-day -day base, you are out of the game in the future. You're not existing anymore. And thirdly, besides uh, the electrification of our engine portfolio, secondly, the digital uh, um, journey uh, of the car uh, business, third piece is not just about sustainability when it comes to the engine and changing the portfolio from combustion or diesel to, to electric. It's even more important besides the electric engine that we become a real circular economy. And this is for us, if I compare it uh, now uh, in a, in a, on a level with, uh, with soccer, talking about what's the, what's the maximum and the, the, the best in the, in the world of soccer, at least in Europe, it's the Champions League. So talking about sustainability, uh, you have a lot of greenwashing uh, messaging within our industry. But for us, it's a very serious topic. And we, we kicked off this year, mid of this year, 2021, with a clear strategy to move this, the entire company of BMW AG and the brand BMW and the brand Mini and also the brand Rolls-Royce, our three brands in our portfolio, towards a circular economy. What does this mean? We're not just looking on the engine side. We are also looking how we are producing our cars, how we are sourcing the materials for our cars, how we are using the cars, and afterwards, how we are recycling the cars. And the final, final, final target picture is 100% of the car should be somehow go back into a value chain of a circular economy. How much of it goes back to a new car, so Benz, new M4, and in the future, Benz, new um, M4, uh, fully electric, um, could be even made out of 100% material from an old BMW. Mm. And the big thing is to position this story and to position the brands in the future not via rational arguments of, yes, you have to be also sustainable. Yes, that's now the zeitgeist. Yes, other, otherwise you cannot survive in a society. No, it has to have a clear sex appeal, sorry to say, a clear emotional reason why that circular economy and a fully um, aesthetic and emotional product is received by the customer. I, I couldn't ask for a better answer there. I think, and, and, and I think the key point there is some people think being an electric vehicle is the sustainability piece. It's just the tip of the iceberg, right? It's literally just the tip of the iceberg. It's the starting point and it is absolutely the, the pivotal starting point. But as you say, it's, it's all well and good, the end consumer having the electric vehicle, but if the actual process of producing that electric vehicle isn't sustainable, then the car itself renders itself mute, right? So um, to your point there, it's, it's so important for that circular economy to exist. And then sort of, so 
BMW and other large German organizations are known for keywords such as efficiency, resilience, reliability, and have had great success doing so, but not necessarily innovation is the first thing that comes to mind. I was really surprised when researching BMW that the investments and efforts were being put into esports, to gaming chairs, to an electrified wingsuit, as we mentioned earlier. Are BMW trying to now position themselves as like a combination of reliability that they've been so successful with and innovation? And then to that point, what are some of the sort of top innovation projects that the organization are working on at the moment? Um, I try to, to, to fly high in the answer firstly. Why? Because uh, for me, it's important and I'm responsible for the brand communication, brand experience uh, um, for BMW that we do not act as an advertiser. Mm-hmm. Firstly, we need to have a mindset shift towards a storyteller. And this is easy to say or put it on a PowerPoint yeah, from advertising mindset to a storytelling mindset, but it's tough, tough to execute. This is my day-to-day job to inspire my team and also my network of partners to really get rid of traditional advertising mm-hmm. and to go and to move forward and shape the brand as a storyteller. And this is a, this is a real game changer. And that's why you see some bits and bytes like a electrified wingsuit I've done. It was my, it was my submarine project, uh, but um, now it, it went off and it, it, we still use it in different Locations and platforms, and it's a huge PR stunt mm-hmm. uh, and a huge success on the one hand. And on the other hand, like East, what you mentioned, it's um, Gen Z, yeah? uh, Gen, C, Gen, uh, Gen Alpha. Uh, we, we are not allowed to think anymore that an automotive company can, can somehow send messages to them and that they will be well received. So we need to have certain touch points for storytelling and for example esports with our team approach getting the best of the best teams of league of legends into one rivalry team is for us a, a clear instrument to to really get the brand involved and have an interaction with the brand in this community mm-hmm. it's it's a good point you mentioned best of the best there right and and sort of generation alpha and and upcoming generations do you think it's important for BMW's success to be viewed as an innovator so that the organization can attract the best minds and the best talents in the world and then continue to compete with the likes of Tesla, as you mentioned earlier? Yeah, a clear yes, full stop. If we are not perceived as an innovator, we will die. A premium brand like BMW will not be able to survive if we are not state-of-the-art when it comes to the product. And firstly, the, the main reason is, of course, the design of the product. So this is always the reason why, number one. But the second already is about the innovation package. And there, we need to really separate the reality of tech and innovations and the perception. And I do not want to say any names now or any brands, but believe me, we have a lot of statistics and data. It's a lot we can do with storytelling and how to build a brand. And even if you have a wonderful tech and innovation product, if you're not able 
to execute and to communicate this on a level which is not just describing a feature and and uh, and having a description of why is it relevant and what's the added value for you customer or end mm-hmm. consumer. No, you need to get this into a messaging, into a rep- image communication, brand communication, which will be then well received that you are um, uh, really an innovator and a forerunner. So is that sort of part of, I, I, I don't want to keep mentioning Tesla, but obviously they are the sort of, when you think electric vehicle, a lot of people will think Tesla. That's the first thing that comes to their mind. Is that sort of storytelling piece and the knowledge and the um, awareness of BMW's innovation part of your strategy to sort of widening the diversity of electric vehicles on the road and sort of pushing Tesla to be less of a dominant force in that market? Tesla is, is truly an innovator. Elon Musk in, this, in, in, this, in the story world, SpaceX, and you name it, this is, uh, of course... Uh, a, a real innovator and this is of course then having a very positive impact on the product tesla and and um the end consumer is not that look not so much looking on the product substance it's about uh, the image and and the entire storyline which is fair and a- again uh, we are we are grateful uh, to have tesla in the market because it's pushing all of us and in, in the end we need we need the transformation of the entire industry. It's not a game of certain uh, players. It's the game of the entire team of this industry. But coming back to, to BMW, um, the storytelling of, 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 the, um, of, of BMW needs to be on the, a good balance out of what the car is already offering mm-hmm. today. Uh, so added value communication yeah? and uh, uh, relevant um, advantages. And on the other hand, creating a story for the entire brand. And this is not just something which, what you do once or what you do for the entire global segmentation. There you have to have certain answers for certain target groups. Mm-hmm. So it's a different approach how I communicate the all new 7 Series, which we will bring next year, uh, or if I, um, if I introduce the all new M2. Mm-hmm. So the, the portfolio, of course, is a, is a strong variety uh, within BMW. And this means also we have, a, which is good, we have a, a strong variety also on the target group side. Mm. It reminds me of the whole approach that Apple have to marketing, right? It's the, the combination of the product itself, but also the story that goes alongside it and the positioning for the different tools. So as you say, some products, there may be ones that are, better in terms of if you look at um the sort of statistics of a product there may be one that's that's better but other but people may go to a competitor because of the story because of the brand because of the awareness and i think that's where as you're 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 talking it's like the the happy medium between both right you need to be an innovator but then people need to be aware of your brand and aware of the sort of projects you're doing correct correct and apple for sure we can mention it here is it's also uh, uh, the top level of how to position products and how to launch products from the very first moment in a very iconic way without allowing to get any comparison within the industry. So they are immediately always a pinnacle. Mm. No, it is amazing. 
Sorry to interrupt, guys, and I hope you're enjoying the conversation. As we reach the halfway point of the show, I'd just like to talk to you a little bit about the sponsors of today's episode of Let's Shape the Future, Beamery. Beamery's talent lifecycle management platform helps the world's largest organizations deliver more human experiences for talent and unlock the skills and potential of their global workforce. Whether you're struggling to compete for the best talent, are looking to move the needle on your DEI objectives, or simply leverage AI to drive more efficiency, then Beamery could be the best next step in your talent transformation journey. If you'd like to learn more, then visit beamery.com or reach out to me directly and I can put you in contact with the right people. Now, let's get back to the episode. Obviously, we've mentioned some of the, the great innovations that BMW are doing and some that a lot of people may not be aware of. And some companies may be hesitant to sort of take the leaps that BMW has done with the move into esports and those sorts of things and, and sort of truly embrace the change that we're seeing on a daily basis. Why have BMW adopted the mentality that they should lead the charge and not be afraid to embrace those new trends and change? At the end of the day, um, my vision is to get to, to, to not compare uh, how we market um, our products uh, within our industry. Um, my vision is to, to, to fly higher, to get rid of the industry standard of automotive marketing mm. and not to play the game of the safe rules of advertising. Because there I can spend hell of money, great, uh, but um, will it be really the difference uh, towards our uh, competitors? No. So pushing the limits, going beyond product communication creating halo effects for the brands. And let's keep the example of esports. You mentioned the gaming chair. And I don't know if the audience uh, or everybody knows it, but we did an, a very iconic piece uh, as we called it rivalry, Rick. It was a, a very sophisticated gaming chair, a one-off. Now everybody can say, okay, why is BMW doing this? Huh? So we kicked it off. We have our teams that were communicating it, but of course there is a, there's a plan behind it. So we are now in the phase of completely analyzing the market and we want to enter the market with a dedicated co-branding, co-created gaming chair based on our own vision because we have a strong design competence. We have a strong technology competence when it comes to seating in the car. So now taking the best of the best of our car business and get, taking the best of the best of the gaming industry, so with whom we are partnering, question mark, and then creating a product and put it on the market. This is for me marketing also, not just about, so of course, it's about uh, creating a business model and we want to earn money for it, but it's uh, not not the real reason. Mm. No, it's, it's a fascinating concept. And in theory, it makes sense, right? You're taking the best of the best in what has been there for, for years and years with BMW and the best of the best in in esports which is is brand new and combine them together. And it's like, right, you've got the best of the best of both worlds. And I'm curious as to like the the process that BMW go through in terms of how do these sorts of like ideas come about? Like, do is it just someone comes to you with an idea? Is it is it yourself? Is it like workshops that you do internally? Like, how do you sort of think of the gaming chair and and the wingsuit and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, so as I said, my job is to inspire also my team and my partners and my network, and they. The people who are working with me know that there is no crazy idea. It can't be crazy enough. It can't be bold enough. 
and uh, and my currency to work with uh, my people is please don't be shy bring everything where you think this is now creating impact for the brands and it's even if it's completely uh, crazy let's talk mm-hmm. so people are not notice and they're not shy and they uh, are discussing with me and yes of course i'm also um, i also love to be creative i admit um, but my team also has to then get me uh, sometimes to a slow 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 mo mood <laughs> back back on the on the uh, uh, on the street but this is a this is a certain ping pong which i i i not just allow i i clearly ask for it mm. I love that mindset. Like I, I work in a sort of scale up organization and we've got the exact same mentality, right? There's, there's a, an allowance for mistakes, but also a, just let's bring everything and there's no silly suggestions. Right. And that's how you drive the best innovation because it's something that no one would have thought of that, as I say, look at the game chip. No one would have imagined that BMW would do that, but everyone's talking about it in the press and, and it makes complete sense. Um, and, like we, we've mentioned esports a couple of times, but I noticed also that the BMW have chosen to remove themselves from the physical Formula E series after after this season. Why have you chosen to to move from the physical to the virtual world completely? Um, even like you mentioned earlier with the touch points of, of sort of Generation Alpha with Rocket League um, putting the M240i as a car in there. Like what's made the shift completely from the physical to the virtual world? Yeah. Um, within our entire portfolio of sports marketing and experiential marketing, it's in total not a, a or of physical or virtual or yeah. digital. It's an and. Clearly a plus. And and uh, Formula E has 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 had certain reasons um, that we had to have tough decisions because marketing. Budget in total, and I'm observed by my controllers every day. Of course, <laughs> is not unfortunately not increasing. It's the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, and I have to, I have to, yeah, double check every every euro. And then uh, we said, based on our target groups, we need to shift our our program. And therefore, unfortunately, Formula E, we had to stop. And therefore, we 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 sh- uh, transferred and shifted our portfolio into new areas but it's not just that we go out of physical and go into virtual that's not the case so we have also let's let's take our golf engagement we are more than 40 years in the best of the best golf engagements in the states in europe and in asia and we are continuing because it's such an on-spot sport for our target group is it a fantastic uh, sport for storytelling on social media? Not at all. Is it a fantastic sport for the live audience? 120,000 watching Ryder Cup now, and they're all getting crazy live. And then, and of course, certainly also traditional TV stations. Yes, but this is a clear target group. On the other hand, I need, I, there was no other choice. And, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm fully behind it. And there was, it was um, super happy that it was my decision to enter into esports. And it's, it's the future. And there we need to, definitely we need to grow. So it's not an end, uh, it's not an or, it's an end. And we have to have certain answers for certain target groups. Yeah, I, I think it comes back to the touch points you said earlier, right? The, 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 the touch points and the sort of 
um, vehicles that are marketed at a, a golf tournament may be completely different to the esports side of things, but it's important for BMW to have touch points with each of those target groups with the respective portfolio items so that you cover all bases, right? Right. And um, so on a personal level, it'd be interesting to know where did, where does your passion for innovation come from and, and how important do you think it is for someone like yourself to project that constantly curious mindset onto your team, onto upcoming talent and generations? Um, I'm a lion. Uh, and I'm, my inner belief is also do what you can't. So for me, um, rules, which obviously I'm in a big company. I'm a little, I'm a little, little guy of 120,000 people. And um, normally the rules are play safe and follow the rules. And we have many rules in our company. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and do your job. But if I would do this, I could not shape the brand towards an, an, an iconization. And that's the clear target. We want to step out of our industry. I want to shape the brand that is the most desirable brand within the premium segment. And this is easy to say, but hard to deliver. And therefore, I need to challenge even our own system, I need to admit. And some people love me for this, and some people hate me for this. That's also the truth. But it's, it's an important thing to have, right? You you can't be afraid to break the mold, otherwise change will never happen. And I think some people, some of the audience will be listening and thinking to themselves, right, that sounds amazing. I would love to work in an organization that is embracing change and innovation like BMW. But they may be thinking, I'm not sure I have the right skills or, or to, to do that. What would you say are the top three skills of an innovator that you think will enable them to be successful? Always, always learning. Mm -hmm. Don't accept the status quo mm -hmm. and learn. Even if you think you're a specialist or expert of one industry or one branch or one certain business field, zoom out every week, get into the helicopter, fly above and look into other industries. That's my main source, I may say. I'm looking a lot into the fashion, on the one hand into the streetwear, but on the other hand also in really haute couture, etc. Because uh, there, um, uh, as a premium brand of BMW, I, I can really learn a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I'm day by day not reading our industry papers like automotive, car magazines, etc. Yes, they are everywhere on the tables in our company, but I'm 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 reading a lot a lot of stuff in from other industries. Mm -hmm. And if uh, and of course I'm I'm I have direct contacts to certain brands just to exchange from brand to brand what is currently in your head, what is currently basically your main challenge in your business, etc. And this is this is what what brings me my my energy and also my inspiration. This is also something which I, I tell to my people because it's it's very, very easy to enter into a tunnel that you are every day responsible for a certain in my organization, for example, for a certain channel. You are doing every day uh, the digital uh, the web journey on the website. You're doing every day 
the content stuff on the app or whatever, then you certainly, you, you may become very, very one-dimensional. Mm. And this is, this is the most dangerous thing we, we need to watch. And on a sort of practical level, you say obviously you do a lot of reading, of research. Where, where's the best places for someone to actually go to find out this sort of stuff? Is it, is it books? Is it uh, news articles? Is it just uh, the brand's websites? Like where would you suggest people go to, to sort of do this type of research? I, I would prefer, so I'm preferring a digital, uh, digital media. So if you look, for example, what's going on on, on, on co-creation, the fashion world, et cetera, uh, yeah. For example, two uh, two media platforms which I love it's High Snobiety and High Beast. Both of them, you you have every week a wonderful overview of what's going on around the globe. Just for as an example, mm. and so, these certain media platforms you need to uh, observe. Um, and for the industries, there are different ones, of course. But if you if you manage to have their your top four to five media platforms and you have an overview every week on these media platforms, you know what's going on. Mm. I love the thought of not cocooning yourself into just your industry, but taking the best of the best from everywhere and drawing the inspiration you can and then using that to then enhance the work that you do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, no, I, I, I love it. And th- so so we're coming to, to the end of the episode now, but I, I, I love to get one sort of final piece of advice from the guest to anyone that's listening. So what would that be to, that could be to, to C-levels, to management, early talent, or anyone in between? What would your top piece of advice be? Patience. Okay. Why? This is, I, I'm the unpatient person of the world. <laughs> and from my own coaching and from my own career, I had to learn be successful in a long run, you need to be patient. Mm-hmm. And I have many, many ideas and projects which can't be executed overnight or in three months or in six months or in 12 months. And I had to really learn that you need to be patient to work. And sometimes, and I'm also doing this in practice. Sometimes it's better you deep dive uh, and you are a submarine and then you are working on it because you can't answer all the questions you may be, you would become. So it's better to, to work on it, uh, firstly, uh, under the ground mm-hmm. and then until a certain step and then you're showing off and then you're discussing. Uh? And this is the way, like I did the electrified wingsuit. Uh, everybody in the company was looking at me, what the hell are you smoking? Well, why are you doing a wings, a base jumper wingsuit and electrif- an electrification out of it? Yeah. And now we are officially with a Guinness World Record in the book. So, and we had it several times in activation, a fantastic story. But, but it's oftentimes, of, many times, of course, not obvious. And I also didn't know if it will work. So I had mm. a two years project to work on it with certain engineers and designers. And then we had a certain milestone where we said, okay, it will work. And then uh, I discussed it officially and the same applies to other approaches. I, can, I, I don't tell you now, and we may have a discussion in one year time, but this was for me. And this is my, also my advice. Um, uh, be patient. Uh, uh, and of course, with all your, um, with all the boldness, which you need, of course, to shape the future, you need to be bold. You need to be creative. Uh, and, and one very, very, very important ingredient with this is, is patience. Hmm. 
I, I love that you said in order to shape the future. And I think that that fits the the podcast so well. Like I, I love the attitude. I, and I, to me, it screams that both yourself, but BMW organizations that innovators and people that think outside the box, like it's the place to be. And it's the the sort of mindset that you need to, to really drive change. Um, and, and to that point to, to finish off and to kind of, roll out the red carpet for you. Um, if anyone wants to find out some more information about yourself or BMW or the innovation projects that you have going on, where's the best place for them to do so? Insta. <laughs> nice. Uh, because you, you you know I'm not on LinkedIn because I just don't have the time. I, I, I don't want to hire one person just in, uh, managing my LinkedIn. I don't do this. I don't. So I'm on Insta. So contact me on Instagram, Stefan Ponigva. Nice. Thanks. And um, Stefan, it's been an absolute joy chatting with you today. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, it's been amazing learning about your role and experiences and BMW as an organization and as an innovator um, and just how they're at the forefront of that change. So, so thank you so much for your time today. Ben, thank you so much. It was very, very, very nice conversation. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And that's the end of another episode of Let's Shape the Future, sponsored by Beamery. A big thank you for taking the time to listen today, and I really hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. We've got some great guests coming up, so please remember to subscribe to the show and leave a review if you've got a second. It all massively helps the show grow. Have a great rest of your week, guys.